not that you can't call to a woman, not that you can't say hi and, and you know, put in your one, two, three words. But if you realize that a woman is just not into it and they say, you know, um, you know, just I'm not into it, leave them alone. Yeah. Oh God, leave them alone. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be an actor? How the actor prepares for a role? Places called. This is your 15 minutes places called. Act 2, 15 minutes places called. Welcome to the Actors After Dark podcast. A safe space created by the actors for the actors. In this show, we will take a journey with the actors, discussing their stories, processes, and lives as thespians. We will learn about the theater, the ins and outs and do's and don'ts to acting. But most importantly, we will engage with the actors themselves to get all the questions you've ever wanted to ask answered. Come on and join us inside the Actors After Dark. Actors After Dark. Actors After Dark. Welcome to Actors After Dark. Welcome to our wonderful listeners and our beautiful theater community. Thanks for joining us inside Actors After Dark. In this episode, we have a very beautiful and <laughs> um, charismatic and friendly human being with us. Um, she's an educator. She's an actress. She's a mugger. A voice talent <laughs> and many other things. Help me to welcome Janelle MacPherson. Janelle, welcome to Actors After Dark. Hello, good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm I'm good. How are you? I am great. I am <laughs> good to great. hear. Good to hear. Yes, it's good to actually have you. You know, we just want to go ahead and ask you to join us in this activity. So I'm gonna try to figure Janelle out, guys. And we're gonna be playing Two Truths and One Lie. So Janelle's <laughs> gonna tell me two truths about herself and one lie, and I'm going to try to decipher which of them is the lie. Let me see how much I know, um, <laughs> Your former um, schoolmates. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Let me see how much I know you. You know, I actually just played this game, um, Two Fridays oh, my, with my form class for class party, online class party. Awesome. So, so I'll try to remember what I used. All right. <laughs> Two truths, one light. Yes. All right, let me, let me whip up something. One, I used to play the saxophone. Two, I am... 25 years old. Three. Three. <laughs> I am an only child. Um, I think the lie is that you're 25. Oh, wow. I don't like that. I'm mean, going to like that. I feel a way. That Why? Just- 
Okay, I guess that. <laughs> I guess that you don't clear. look 25, so of course. True, I, and I, then... I should have put a, uh, my younger age. That's what I should have <laughs> You don't, don't look 25. And then, at the end of the day, I don't even think you would not. I think the saxophone is such an, a, a, a weird instrument to play. And I think, you know, by some chance, you got an mm-hmm. opportunity to play it. So I was and like, I'd... omit that. And yeah, then I, I kind of did a process, of, a process of elimination thing where I said, maybe the light's going to come in the middle. <laughs> so... <laughs> yes, yes. I, I calculated that one. I said that. Put it in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, got the first one. Next go, try again. <laughs> okay, we're doing this again. All yes, right. We are. Hold on, let me let me think a little bit. I have never done drama before Edna Manley or any form of theater. I I was second runner up for Miss Montego Bay High School. I I'm allergic to Aki. Um, so the middle one is definitely a truth. I think you were second runner up in Miss Mountain Tigger Bay High. Um, I have some feeling that you're from St. James, so I'll just work with that as that's a truth. Um hmm. The Aki thing is kind of tricky, you know, because <laughs> I'm not really allergic to Aki, but I don't eat it at a certain time because of whatever. But, um, mm, mm. and then it's so, it's so unbelievable to think that you didn't do any acting before Edna Manley. Like, that's just strange. Mm. Mm. No, 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 no. All right, I think I'm going to get this one wrong. But let me just go with the first answer to say that um, you didn't do any acting before you came to Edna Manley or went to Edna Manley, that is. Wrong bang. That is actually <laughs> true. Of course. I don't know why I went that. That is actually true. That is... Um, I've, I've never wow. done any form of drama or theater before Edna. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Um, what am I doing? Actually, I told two lies, you know, but I didn't realize it was a lie. It's not so <laughs> It's not second runner up. It was first runner up. It was first runner up. Yes. I see. Yeah. So that was a mistake. But yes, I'm, I'm indeed allergic to Aki. I can't eat it. Say what? Yes. My body, my body rejects Aki for some. Substance. Wow. So like you like break out <laughs> in hives and things like that? No, it just does not stay down. Oh. Once so it, once it, it. Everything. Wow. Everything. <laughs> wow. That's not cool. I mean, I can't eat ake at a certain time, but, you know, that's different. It has to be cooked within a certain period of time, and then I eat it, and it, if I don't, I too regurgitate everything. But, yeah, it's a strange little food there, you see? Ake. It is, it is. Well, yeah. it's a, isn't it a fruit? Yeah, yes, a fruit a seed, that, yes. that is said to be poisonous, right? It's an odd fruit. Yeah, odd little fruit, but... That's great to note, um, Janelle. Mm-hmm. You're first yes. runner up and Miss uh, Montego Bay High. Yes. And yes. interestingly, you didn't do any acting before Edna Manley. Nope. And you're such a brilliant actress. Stop hmm. it, stop it. And that leads me to ask you. No, honestly, right. you are. That leads me to ask you, why did you choose drama? Why? It was very impromptu. Um, mm-hmm. So, while at... 
Well, at my former high school, Montego Bay High School for Girls, it's a traditional high school, so therefore you do traditional subjects. So um, it's a traditional high school, so they do a lot of traditional subjects. So things like theater, um, we didn't do at all. We didn't do drama or theater, we weren't introduced to it. The most we did with regards to that was um, cultural competition, but it mm. was it wasn't it wasn't um structured so it was just what we chose to do for cultural competition and coincidentally that's something that i've always done because i got i even got a prize for it at the end of my tenure at Montego Bay High School, outstanding performance, outstanding achievement in cultural competition. So I was just the head of that. So I came up with the ideas and I normally did um, theatrics, but in um, at that time, I wouldn't even know it was theater. It was called drama or anything like that. So it was just a lot of skits. We did music videos, we did dubs, poems, songs, um, anything, that, um, anything that I felt like I, wanted to express myself in whatever way that's what I would do. So upon doing that, my teachers would say to me that, you know, they see they see a little thing in me and I should continue. And then they would say, why you not got Edna? But at that time, even I did not know what Edna Manley College was. So <laughs> um, I researched it and I heard about it when I was doing music at Sam Sharp Teachers College because I was in a band, concert and marching band. So um, I was also recommended to do music at Edna. So it was either, so when I was thinking about going to Edna, it was about music, not even about drama. Because drama to me, what other people would think now, the stereotypical view wasn't anything serious at that time, at that age. So I had the stereotypical view of uh, drama that it wasn't anything serious, not anything to go to school and do. So, um, I applied for UWE at the end of, because when I, when I ended Montego Bay High School, I went to come see, I did subjects like law and sociology, um, literature. So I was going to UWE to do literature, but there was always just something in me, you know, not feeling like it was what I wanted to do, but what I was required to do, what was expected of me. So it was always in the back of my head about Edna Manley College. So I did my little research, I applied for it, didn't tell my parents or anything. And then I got the two calls that I got um, an audition for Edna Manley and I got accepted for UA, right? So I said that, I went to my father, I told him that, you know, daddy, I have an audition for Edna Manley. It doesn't hurt if I go and do it. I don't think I'm going there, you know, just to ease him off him, not get angry uh, um, as to why I want to go to school to do acting or anything in the arts. So I, I took the chance and I came to Edna and I got the audition. Um, I didn't choose when I was choosing, sorry, when I was choosing what to do, it was between music and drama. So I was going to do, I was even going to try to do an audition for music, but then I wasn't, I kind of dropped out a band and all of that. So I wasn't in the best form for that. So I said that. You know, as I said, it was always in the back of my head, my teacher saying, why don't you just go to Edna and do drama or theater? So I chose theater, impromptu, as I said, impromptu decision, and I went for the audition. And from there, so I guess it just, it was just natural from there. That's just what I felt like was the right thing to do, what I, what me myself wanted to do. It felt good felt like this is, was where I was supposed to be. It didn't feel forced. 
it felt like something very natural. It came like second nature. So that's how I chose drama. Nothing planned. So I, I forgot I forgot all about UE. Um, I sat down and had a talk with my father. He said that, and this is very important to note, he said that, um, well, Janelle, and I'm going to do it for the rest of my life, you know, you. So you have to choose what you want to do. And I, I noted that, and I took that into consideration, and I did choose what I wanted to do. And I, from that day, I was not, I was not disappointed with my choice. So yes, that's how I chose drama. But that nice man. This, this is a beautiful story. Like, I would not have expected all of this. You know, you know, most persons going to Edna Manley has have the um the initial plan and yes, yes. working in theater and you know, them teacher tell them say, All right, you know, yeah, do you know yeah, go. Mm-hmm. But yours was impromptu and 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 to hear know that you were also or you are a musician because you said before that you played the saxophone, and it's just mind blowing to to see how to see how how artistic someone can be inside mm-hmm. of their own little space um down there in, i mean in in montego bay and bay. and then come into edna manley and develop so much because i mean you have done so much um, phenomenal work since you've been there and i'm certain you have recognized the work that you have done and i and i and i i'm just i'm I'm just mind blown right now. It's just, it's just really beautiful to to listen and to hear and to hear all of this, and especially that note from your father about you know, mm-hmm. um, for the rest of the life. The rest of life for me. You. And you made the decision knowing all of that and knowing all of the risks that it came with. Definitely, that's definitely. Just, that's I sat down for days writing what the pros and the cons of going to Edna. I don't I knew nothing about Edna Manning. I knew nothing about theater as in professionally. But obviously I'm going to learn, but I didn't have any background knowledge. And when I went there in first year, I could see the difference between myself and others, the uh, my other classmates. They call them classmates at that age. Well yes, my schoolmates. <laughs> So um, I could see the difference because, you know, obviously all of them did theater in CSEC. I never yes. got to do that. Um, so they had prior knowledge of stuff. So like everything that was introduced to me from first year going up was very new, was very new. And it was kind of odd at first, especially doing voice and speed, certain things. It was just not in my comfort zone. But boy, boy through the, throughout the process, of you course. You have grown, I had to shed some of that big up huge Mr. Eugene. I was just going to call him by his first name. God. <laughs> what time first name that? <laughs> Mr. Eugene Williams and Miss Kwamina. Big up That's those right. lectures. They pushed me past my comfort zone. I was not I was not with it at first. I was not with it at first, but then I I I came out of my little shell. Mm. Yes. And so no big up them. Big up Miss Coming mm-hmm. big up Eugene. Anyway, then true. And no, you are an educator in the arts and an actress, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. And a voice talent on top of that, too, right? Mm-hmm. Look like at something that. in that department. Look at that. And you're also a muggle. A muggle, right? right? A I'm, muggle. All... <laughs> I'm always very uncomfortable saying that word. I don't know. I think it's a it's just a little thing within myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
I don't like using the word, but I'm trying to just, you know, own it. If and and a, that's model, right? The word model? Yes. I, okay. I, I would assume it is that word. <laughs> <laughs> let's own it. Let's own it. Let's own yes. it. We're going into the new year now, let's own it. 2021, let's, let's own, own it. it. That's right. Let's own it. I am absolutely proud of you, Janelle, for making that big decision and a big leap. Um, that four, four or five years ago, coming coming unknowingly into this institution, wanting mm-hmm. something that was so bigger than you because, yeah, of I, course, you know, it was I, nothing that, is, that you've ever done before. I'm just absolutely, you know, blown away and proud of you from hearing all of this, you know, because we never noticed before. So no, a lot, a lot of people would know. I just don't walk around and see and tell my story like that. <laughs> yeah, that's really but beautiful. Um, but I like the way you put it. Wanting something bigger than me, you know, it that's yeah. that life is about the risks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those are the things that you know open different avenues, different doors that you didn't even think could be open, you know, those risks, risks, risks. Risks. <laughs> even when we do the Montaya warm up them, sometimes you still, you still um, trip over the words. That's right. We're all humans. Risks. We're all humans. And here in the Actors After Dark, it's a safe space for you to just be you. So, Janelle, tell me, it's going through all of this and, and stepping and making the big step and, you know, finding yourself in the process and learning and all of that. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment as an actress or a performer? My biggest accomplishment? So far, because of course you have so many, much more years to put in and work to do. But so far, what's your biggest accomplishment as an actress? Definitely. In my, what, what would I call it? Probably three years because we did acting in first year to, I did third year acting. Yes. Okay, good. So three years, I would say that um, my biggest accomplishment, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say it's like, it was in third year. And it's not even about the play or it wasn't about the play, the performance. I don't know if I'm wording that properly, but tell me if you understand. But it's more about what I saw in myself at that time. Um, and it goes back to what I was saying, stepping outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so I saw personal growth, and I would say that's my biggest accomplishment within myself. It's a personal thing. So it wouldn't be anything that anybody saw, but something that I witnessed for myself, within myself, uh, uh, um, this growth. Yeah. So, um, because I think my biggest, my biggest fear in acting is to not grow, to stay the same place for years. So I don't see any growth, no movement, no nothing. Yeah. So I saw, I saw something when I did Belly Woman Bangarang, and I think it was directly connected to. When I when I was also doing directing that year because I had Mr. Eugene that year and then I had Miss Kwamina that year so I had the two forces you know head to head pushing me um forward so I had this thing where I I had this thing where I would anything that made me feel uncomfortable I'm not doing it yeah. so. If if I if I if I if I'm in a character and I feel like I'm going to a place that's that's making me uncomfortable, I'm not going there and I'm not going any further with it. And that would take away from the 
the natural, the the believability of my character. Mm-hmm. So, and Mr. Eugene will say something to me that I hold dear to me till now, and I will always carry that with me as an actress. And it's if I don't believe it, the audience will never believe it. If I know, if I don't feel it, they won't feel it. So um, you can't fake the feeling. You can't fake and it is acting but it's still it's still um it's still real it's sup- still supposed to be real to you because the the process that we we go through and the process that we take to take up on ourselves is to understand our character and become them in such a way obviously we don't become fully the, them because i don't know tell me if i'm correct stanislavski said that we shouldn't um we should be a percentage of ourselves same way but in in all we should become so we understand what they're going through so we know and feel like we're them so um i think that i would say is my biggest accomplishment with my character gloria i went in with that i felt felt everything that she felt i became her i understood her i didn't judge her and i believed every word that was coming out of my mouth in the play and so therefore uh, the the people the audience believed it too as well it felt really like it was just a thing for me as i said it's a personal thing that i felt on stage that i've never felt before yeah it was felt like my coming out i don't know if that's the right or <laughs> but it felt like my coming out it felt like to let it show definitely i i i'm just in all sitting here listening to your story of, uh, that, of, 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 of all of this power and all of this this uh, this learning that you've garnered and the power in, in, in you sharing so much about your process and you finding your character like that and you finding yourself inside of finding your character. It's such a, a beautiful story to sit down and listen to. Um, <laughs> Mr. I, Mr. Eugene and I had a fight third year because, um, I don't mean like a literal fist fight, obviously. Yeah, man. <laughs> we, we had a fight because um, when we are doing directing, we also had to go on stage and... Um, be actors as well and actresses. So um, I, I don't remember the role that he was. He asked me to play, and I was very uncomfortable with the role. And as and as he pushed, and I just shut down. The more he pushed, I would shut down more, and he wouldn't stop pushing. And I remember telling him that I did not feel safe in his space because I was being pushed. But it was not even I was projecting because it was not even about him pushing me. It was about me, and mm-hmm. I. I don't know, the stars of mine that I was in Belly Woman Bangarang at the same time and seeing people like you, um, Marshanelle, all those seasoned actresses and actors. <laughs> seasoned. You know, seasoned, well seasoned. You know, with the Maggie seasoning and the little the Yeah. So well seasoned and, you know, I watched, you know, because I, 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 I emulate parts of my my fellow um my fellow um we will call us schoolmates right uh, my fellow colleagues um so i don't even have an actor actress like a, a famous actress or actor yes. that you know that i watch i watch you guys that you are who inspire me my That's so inspiring i want to cry 
my peers, my peers. So, you know, being in the place, seeing you, especially because what I admire most about Waldine, and I'm talking to you like you're not here, is <laughs> that when he takes on a role, he takes it on 110%. There is nothing left to, there's nothing left. Him just, him just deal with him thing. And it's real. He's in there and you can feel it. So that's always what I admired about, about you. And at the same time, there were, um, you know, as I said, people like Marshall, even Mona. Mona is still in my year, but she, I, I, I see a lot in her as well. So, um, and then when I was doing directing, I saw the character, when I got the character, I was like, I don't want to do this. This is so uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I don't like doing these things. So, as he pushed me, and I, as I said, I remember telling him that I was very uncomfortable and I did not feel safe in his face. So I remember tears coming to my eyes that day. And the next day, I was I had the motive of not speaking to Sir. <laughs> Sir, not pay me no mind. He come back, and he was there to do what he was doing. And I tell him, I tell him, no, he's one of my most respected um, lecturers. I respect him so much. I have so much love for that man. Um, he does what he needs. He does what needs to be done. And I that and yes, so that year, that year was a lot. Was a lot personally for me because I was going through a lot of personal things. Yeah. Um, I would say that is my best year as an actress. Third year. Great. Third year. Yeah. And absolutely I'm looking forward to the years to come because this is only right. the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's so much work inside of you. I really love it. Um, I'm, I'm just amazed, like literally, literally amazed. Like I can't find any words to put together inside, inside this little um, interview here. That because of course it's not about me. It's not about the people you've spoken about, but it's definitely about how you have emulated these different individuals and how that they have inspired you to step out of your shell. And I'm happy that theater and drama and acting has opportunity or giving you the opportunity to do all of that right mm -hmm, to, to mm -hmm. find yourself within and also to find a, a space where you can become comfortable because i'm sure after all of that tug of war between you and eugene you say. <laughs> then found that space that 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 resonated with you that you want to continually be in because if you never like it no more and you did force yourself all the way to the point where you didn't want to do it i don't think you mm -hmm. would have been at the point that where you are today mm -hmm. so say, you know i'm done with that school yeah me now come back yeah, this is not for me. Yeah, I. <laughs> but co um, coincidentally, my one of the one of my um one of my most favorite things about theatre is how it makes people uncomfortable. Those things mm -hmm. that we on that are considered taboo or we're not supposed to be speaking on those topics. The topics that make you cringe or twisting your seat is what I love the most. One of the things I love. Uh, most about theatre makes us uncomfortable. So if it if if I that that's what I like to feel now, and it's 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 a coincidence because that's what I never used to like to feel as an actor. Yes. Ever I used to like to feel uncomfortable, but it does that. And some things need to be said, some things need to be addressed, some things need to be done. And whether or not it makes us uncomfortable, that does not take away from the fact that it still needs to be said. And it still needs to be done. So, That's yeah. Right. And we're all agents of doing that. And I'm happy that you are one of these agents 
one of these agents. I'm really happy. Um, and my mantra, one of my mantras through life is from Maya Angelou, which says, people forget what you said, people forget what you do, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I feel that that is the work that theater does. It opportunity. Wow. It gives you the wow. opportunity to make people feel something that they'll never forget. And when you mm. never forget something, you always go back to that feeling. And that is a feeling that you continue to use to drive you, to inspire you. And right now, I'm just feeling inspired by you. Trust me, I am absolutely inspired by your story and how you are the articulation of the story, how you're sharing the story, and what 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 you have seen in your own journey that has brought light to a, a lot of things that I've done, and I'm sure other people have done and found themselves. And I'm just amazed by it. I mean, can't stop talking about this about the tenth time you say it, but <laughs> it is so it is so beautiful. It's so beautiful to hear, you know, somebody that you've worked with, somebody we've been around, to speak so 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 powerfully about their their own process and their own. Experience. I just really love it. I just really, really love it. Bless up, Walden. Thank you yes. so much. So we are going to jump right into the segment that is known as Your First Time. This game is entitled Your First Times. And we have number one. First thing you remembered when you found out you were accepted into university. Which university? Edna, are you? <laughs> Edna, I... I was I was nervous. First thing I remember, I was I was nervous because as I said, I I applied without without my parents knowing. So nobody knew that I applied. So um when I got accepted, no, it was the audition. Never mind. When I got accepted, I told I was excited. I told all my friends and I told my family members. That's what I remember. Excitement. Excitement. And I also felt um I felt doubtful because, as I said, I was going into a place that I knew nothing about, no, no, nothing about it. So, excitement and doubt. That's what I remember. First time you failed an audition. I've never failed an audition. I've never auditioned for a play that I did not, that I was not a part of. So, I, 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 I can't relate. Is that what? Big <laughs> up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first thing you think when you feel like giving up, why I started in the first place. And um, my why I started is always, always bigger than why I need to give up or why I think I need to give up. Um, Number four, first photo shoot you think you shelled. My first photo shoot? My first photo shoot, I think I shelled was my first photo shoot is what I'm saying. (laughs) Because my first photo shoot, me up in a no gl- doubt, no doubt, me up in a me up in a glee now. You know about me. You know about my friend. <laughs> uh, my mother still has that up on her dresser. I went Look down. At that. I went down the other day and saw it, and I was like, "What girl part in a glee now?" Here, <laughs> make up Karina for seeing something in me. You know, yes. First paid gig. My first paid gig was my first music video in third year. Um, he's an upcoming artist. I don't even remember the song's name, but it's out. Um, on Reggaeville, you can go and watch it. Um, some of my friends are in it as well, Dania and uh, Chrissy. Yes, and Akilo. A lot of people that I know are actually in it. 
But yes, that was my feet, my first paid gig. Mm. Yes. Um, first person you call when you're having a bad day. Oh, his name is Akeem Bell. Yes, Akeem oh. Bell. <laughs> definitely. He definitely. First kiss you've enjoyed. Well, I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> been so many. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, you know, you go stop it in my business. Don't do that. Um, that was enjoy. That's the operative word, you know. Enjoy. My <laughs> first kiss, my drop in a bush, my drop in a bush. That was not a good time. Wow. I can't remember. I can't remember the first kiss I had. Probably with my first official boyfriend. That was in um tenth grade in high school. So probably then. First song you learned all the words to. Um, uh, I think that's Nicki Minaj. No. No. I it has to be a Rihanna song. Has to be. Our church song, one of them, but it has to be. But the first thing that came to me, super bass by Nicki Minaj. Mm. Yes. And I think I know all the words to that. I think. First thing you do when you wake up. Oh gosh, it depends on the morning. Sometimes the first thing I do is wake up and say thank you, Yahweh. Um, you know, obviously for another day, for another day, the fact that I'm on the wake up list. Um, and also the unfortunate thing, I check my phone. <laughs> first time you've cried over a relationship. That was also my first official boyfriend. So probably in 10th grade as well, 10th or 11th grade, probably in give me a little time. So I'm good for the first part and in 11th grade, he met my cry. I'll, I'll, I'll probably that. Mm. First years you've binged. If I'm going to be truthful, it's that, and that series. It came on Nickelodeon with this guy. He's a famous singer. And he fell in love with her, you know, little, the girl that's not popular, not rich. But I can't remember the name of it. But for promotion's sake, guys, go and watch Grey's Anatomy. It's the dopest. I've watched it twice. <laughs> Series. <laughs> First time you realize you wanted to pursue acting. I just told that story. Mm-hmm. It would probably be... In high school, not it's not even in high school because I didn't even know what I want. I I knew what it, I knew that I liked that thing. We knew what yeah. it. Was. So I guess even though it was a feeling, and I didn't, I it was unsurety. I think that was the time. But right after um I did my auditions, I knew that definitely this is where I want to be. Um, first memory of your first time seeing yourself in post production photos from a photo shoot. Almost said to myself, then just stay a good year. <laughs> I I was I was it was it was weird to see myself in that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um and it was like after I did my first audition, knowing that this is where I wanted to be, this is something I also thought to myself, this is this is something that I could do. I enjoyed it. It didn't even feel like work. It, so I and it was it was Tweak J A that's Nicholas friend Ford. He he really took some dope pictures. They were clean. 
Um, I, I, I love photography as well as in not only be behind the camera, is it behind, in front of in front the camera. camera, yeah. So like the behind part of it, the editing, the, um, all of that, I, I love it. So he took some really dope photos, angles, um, skin, that was important, quality of the image. So yeah, I was impressed. First role you wanted, but it went to someone else. That's the first play that I was in, Moneybags. Oh, I definitely didn't even want to be in money bags. Definitely didn't even want to be in money bags. Two of us. <laughs> ah, that was oh, that was such a strange. I must have learned a very valuable lesson. We got Thank Mar you so much. Marshall was a caroler as well as myself in that play. And even though we were playing a very, very we were playing very minimal roles, Marshall, Marshall player caroler, like she was uh, the lead actress. Big up myself for that because it taught me that you don't know who's watching. You don't yeah. know who I come. They see you play. And no matter how minimal the role is, play to the best of your ability. That's it, right. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the coming up. So I learned a very valuable lesson in that because I really did not even think I gave my role any justice. I can't say that was very poor on my part, really and truly. But I never had for probably the second player, probably um when I was doing Belly Woman Bangarang, I think I wanted another girl. I did not know I would get Gloria. Gloria probably wasn't my first pick. Mm -hmm. Because for a while I was playing one girl and then I went to another. It was sad. I, I, I think I wanted to play another girl. But I'm glad I also got Gloria. Yeah. Um, first time you've been recognizing public from a photo shoot. Oh, gosh. First time. <clears throat> I can't remember my first time. But it's, it has happened many times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would defeat the purpose of first time if I gave you my last time. Because my, the last time happened, weekend gone, and I was in Mobi. <laughs> Tell us, tell us. We wanna hear. We wanna hear. So my my father sent my father sent a little barrel from Farin, yes, and I went to clear it at the Montego Bay Wharf, and it's a it's a it's a tedious process. If you ever collect a barrel, I've never so I've heard about it and stuff, and it is. So I went there, and this young man came up to me. And you know, obviously, you know, young men and young women these days, they must have them look for something, putting in two words in three words. And they <laughs> asked me to take off my mask to see my face. And I was like, no, no, sir, Corona. And of course, he laughed and stuff. And then he said, no, yourself, I already know how you look. And I'm like, how would you know how I look? You don't know me, me, I know you. But, anyways, I went on about my business. And then he just came up to me like about 10 minutes after while I was in a like, probably my second to last process to clear it. And he showed me my picture on Instagram. And I was like, this is odd. This is so odd. And he's like, you got a stalker. Yeah. I'm like, how oh, you even find me? And he's like, I've been know you though. So I'm like, how oh, you even recognize me? I'm under a mask. And he's like, he knows the 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 figure and the, the hair. And I'm like, oh, this is this is creepy. This is very creepy. <laughs> and, but but if you never know me, I wouldn't get you so fast because they were dealing with me very I, I was getting a lot of 
you know, I, I don't like saying it, but I was getting a lot of attention. So they 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 attended to me and I went. Because when I came up, my mother said, oh, you come out so fast. I'm like, somebody recognized me from <laughs> social media. And it was it was from shoots that I did. That's how they found me. So, yeah, I think I think that's that's the last time, not the first time. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> um, First time. Well, first thing that was ever stolen from you. My heart joke. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it needs probably my heart though. Uh, it's romantic, probably. Probably my pencil. Pick me always a teeth pencil from school. <laughs> yeah. I always beat me for my pencils, but never come with my pencils. Them, probably my pencil from school. Yeah. Boy, these 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 questions, I I have to go deep down in my head for it to remember. First thing you do when you're preparing for a role. The first thing I do. What's the first thing I do? Oh, um, I always go back to what I learned in first year. Miss Kwamina taught us this all day and helped me out. It's lab and effort. Not lab and efforts. It's the many questions. Uta Egan's question. Um, question you, for Uta. 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 Yes. Uta Hagen's right. It's U T A H A G E N. That's right. Nine questions. I always write back down and answer them. That's. I think that's the first thing I do. Okay. Hmm. Um. First time you've gotten hurt for a silly reason. First time. Oh, this is this is the first thing that came back to me. My <laughs> my parents, my father is is a churchgoer, right? He's a deacon, well, former deacon. So he brought my mother into church and everything. So we would all go to church every Sabbath, sometimes on a Wednesday night. I think it was a Wednesday night, and I was I was in primary school. I came back. From um, I came back from school and we were supposed to go to Wednesday night church, I think yes because I remember it was an e- it was that evening it was an evening, and I my mother put on this dress on me, and normally my dresses would scratch me you know well you wouldn't know all them but I, I know fabric I know fabric men don't know men don't wear them put another picnic dress them but them always <laughs> yo so. <laughs> But there was a different itch because I'm used to the itches now, you know. There was a different itch. So every minute I told my mother that, you know, my back itching me. So she's saying, so she keeps she keeps on looking in the dress, but she says she's not seeing anything. So I'm gonna keep on and tell her that, you know, I'm 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 itching till it it gets so bad that it's burning, like it really stinging me. So I'm gonna start crying. So the lady get brazen. She said, I want to go to church. I want to go to church. I want to look up at me now every time. If, if you go around, I'm going to But if you go to church, a problem. I want to go to church. And she beat me. Papa, Papa beat me. I even fell and hit my head because I'm having beads. And I fell oh and my. hit my back. I'm a cry. I cried so much. Daddy came home now. And of course, he saw that I was crying. Still, still did I cry even after I came home because he was supposed to pick up a son, carry us to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah what the problem was 
I'm a mother. Exclaim, say, I don't want to go to church, so I'm I'm lying. That my dress is scratching me. So daddy came over to me and said, what's the problem? Ask me to. And he's asking my side. Daddy would always do that. And I said, that, daddy, it's not that I don't want to go to church, but something is itching me in my back and it hurts. It's stinging me. Okay. So that, all right, let's look. So you look at the dress. There is nothing in the dress, no tag or nothing. So he says, not the dress. So it's probably something on my skin. So he looked and he saw ticks in my, oh my. and uh, he was here saying Shirley see you beat the picnic for no reason there, they, there's a ticks in her back and they had to literally like use um when you use cursing oil they use something yes so they, I think so they use cursing yeah to it would in. come out and it was it got in so deep in my back because I went to country like probably a week ago so it's been in there from that time just going into my back eating in my back but the dress mm-hmm. looked irritated and so my mother beat me. She beat me back to you know. And of course, she had my daddy catch up because of it. Cause she's saying him saying that I don't should I don't listen. She doesn't listen to me. And there's something actually wrong and stuff. She really she never apologized. So I feel that way about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it left a, a, a hole in my back as well. Wow. It was, it was eating into me. It was a big one too. Wow. But it it would look like a mole to her if she wasn't paying attention. Oh so, yes. That's the first time I got hurt for a still very silly reason. I <laughs> and I get a proper proper beating. Oh my! I could just I could just imagine the feeling of hitting your head against the floor with the beads. With that's beads. Just, that's just way way. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Um, first thing you've ever bought for yourself. Wow. If we're being trivial, of it, probably a sweetie. <laughs> More substantial thing is probably um an outfit. I would love to save and buy myself outfits because I had my own personal unique style. Yeah. So I loved I love to shop for myself. So I would save a lot and buy my own outfits for no reason. Me never feel I go nowhere. <laughs> buy my outfits. I love to invest in those things. So um yes, probably an outfit. First castmate that comes to your mind that you've enjoyed. Wow, if you should just come to my mind, so Tiffany Fagan. <laughs> I'm beautiful mommy. soul. A beautiful yes. soul. She is, she is a, she is a, she's an energy by herself. She's so warm, light, she welcoming. I felt very safe working with her. Big up yourself, Tiffany, my stage mommy forever. Yeah. By the way, lovely questions, Aldine. I love it. I love them. I would do more. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. We love it. We love it. And of course, you can do more when you come back here inside the actors after dark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. We're just going to ask your opinion on a few things, you know, because of course, we like the, um, the actors sharing how they feel about certain things. I will be playing um, just a short um, part of a song and you'll go ahead and tell me how you felt about that song when it was just released or you know your thoughts on the song itself all right all right i love this i love this (laughs) all right let's try this one out all right Imagine it be nice and something. All right. 
What? That's my girl. That's Savannah. That's right. <laughs> Probably the wrong person to ask because I'm so biased. I joke. But um, <laughs> what's, what was my initial thoughts on that song? Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love the... It has it has a Caribbean feel, very native, very rooted because of the of the the colors in it, as well as the simile, um, loving you like mango, 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 um, is a very tropical fruit and it's yes. very important. I would say that's a very important fruit to Jamaican people. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mango. I don't really know a soul that do like mango. Whether Julie, um, well, nobody really, really likes stringy. What East Indian? <laughs> Trust um, me, it has its it has its um crowd out there. No, but but I know that even though it's not my fave, if I offer me a bag of stringy, I'm not refusing it. Right. So uh-huh, I loved, as I said, the feel that it gave. Very Caribbean, very rooted, very um. Color, it had it has it had it has loud um vibrance vibrancy to it um especially the video um yes i was just video. about to get into that have you seen savannah's skin yes i um i have seen your man i think i think savannah and i need to exchange skin actually yeah it's unfair that one person's skin should be that perfect but you know, that is what she was blessed with. I, I absolutely love that song. It's my favorite song from her EP. Yes. Yes. Also, for promotional purposes, go and like, share, stream Savannah's EP. <laughs> Be right. somebody. Yeah, it's it's excellent work that she has done. Yeah. So I love Mango. It's my favorite song from the EP. Awesome. All right, let's jump right into this one. Alright. <laughs> so that's Agent Sasko as low. That's right. Um, I think he has some features on this one. Is this a feature? The, the, is this a remix? Yes, this is the remix. All right, so, um, boy, it's like, you know, all of my artists there, me just, you know. <laughs> I don't, then, actually. You no, know, well, then, you have to do your research, you know. <laughs> we don't know what. Um, I haven't actually listened to that song thoroughly, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Agent Sasko, just listening it, listening it, listening to it a while ago. Um, I was just hearing um what he was saying, and, and all the time Agent Sasko has very conscious um things to say, um heavy things to say because what's what he's saying is about um the millennials, the young people growing up, and what am I pre? So um anything conscious, anything with um those kind of motives in the music, I love it. Same yeah. way. Agent Sasko is a lyrical genius. He's an alien with the lyrics. He's very, very witty. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to what he's saying, Agent Sasko never has one, one meaning to his line. There's always a hidden meaning. Yeah, the double entendre. Mm-hmm. Yes, always one, two, three things where he really need for pre when he's so say. So 
Francisco. I met him once. <laughs> I took a picture with him, and he will never remember me, but I have that in my phone as memory. Yeah. I admire, no. I admire his lyricism. Admire it, yeah. Awesome. All right, let's move on to this one. Under the pressure, under the pressure. If you watch up and take away now, we cheat in a second, cause we all under pressure, my friend. Sometimes when you feel it, you cry down. I just ain't no but to no make it stress you, cause it's a baby better not be living at the ghetto, baby under the pressure, my friend. Lord have mercy, this can't get no worse. So we call it a curse, so we ought it and hurt me. Call it stressy because from me first to the first, me I feel like the father. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, under the pressure by Coffee featuring Butcho. That's right. All of my artists them here in us. My segments. I'm spy. I'm spy. <laughs> I know that's coming next. I'm not even here now. I want to beat me here now. <laughs> Anyways, um, the first time I heard that song, um, it's a it's a it's a more chill vibes to what I'm used to with coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, it 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 was very um apt to the time that we were we were all in because Corona we're in the middle yes. of make and basically she's saying that you really don't even have to be in the get of every feeling the pressure right now. All are we in it? Yeah. We are face it whether you're rich, poor, um, uptown, downtown, old, young, all of we literally and facing our own stresses, facing our own tribulations and trials in this time. So that's basically what the song is saying. It was very fitting for the time and thing. So I know coffee, coffee, um, coffee, coffee. I don't even know, I don't even have words to describe the type of artist she is. She is. She's phenomenal for her, for her very young age. Mm-hmm. Because Coffee had a song with Bojo. Yeah. You really can't even tell tell the tell the difference. I don't what's the word to use? You can't even really tell that she she's she's young. Well, obviously you don't know because everybody knows Coffee and everybody knows his <laughs> age, but if you if if you were just supposed to take her lyrics and what she's saying, you yeah. would never you would never know but yeah that's how i feel about that song all righty love it all right you know the next song will come right i spy i spy like royalty so me a piece of king around never ever happy thing twice no way all right yeah no lyrics word for word yes i'm an artist oh yes i'm an artist that you know um <laughs> so that's process j featuring popcorn like royalty if i ever make it in life make mm-hmm. it life. <laughs> all right so First, that song is a hit. That's a, yeah. that's the name. That's the anthem from his album, In Search of Last Time. I'll say that's the anthem. Um, how I felt about that song, it really made me um reminisce on who, even though I still don't reach where I want to reach, but on who was there for me in the beginning yeah. of 
me, you know, making my journey to, to where I want to be. So I think I thought about a lot of my friends and my family, and I was like, yo, if I ever make it in life, then I have nothing to worry about. And I really yeah. want there because I'm telling you that that video was so inspirational. I saw it, when I'm saying everybody from um, um, Diggy mentioning um, people, the I think it was Curry. Career saga, I don't remember, but he mentioned those people from his first mixtape, Lyrical Overdose. And that was from that was that was years ago. And to see him having those people in his video now, it just shows that we're really not to forget the people that were that was there first from in the beginning, you know. Um, it's the same people we start with, the same people to eat with. So it, it was a it was a lesson, it was a message, and I just, I just love it to see everybody that was with him from the beginning. Him not getting a new hype friend at the same people, them same people, them, and I love it. So it made me really think about who has been there and who really needs to be there with me when, whenever. Well, not even whenever, when I do make it in life, right? Everybody have to live like royalty. Actually, thinking about the people right now. Yeah, so that's how I feel with that song. All right, great stuff. All right, we're gonna move to the next song. We had days. We know the song them then, man. Yeah, man. Oh, my artists, all of them here. Yeah. It's like, I'm telling you, do your research. Yeah, for your research. <laughs> You're on point. And I know you know about, about being on point because you did a minor in dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. On point. On uh, point. All right, so this is Leela Ike's I Spy. This was her first single that she dropped from her first EP, The Experience. Oh, my. And yes. Um, EP. Ooh. We can't even really talk about the whole EP. Leela needs to drop an album. No, she has it. Leela has it in the bag. Um, This song was featured on an international platform. I don't remember the name of it. Um, In the top 100 songs. I think it was 66, big deal, big up world, I can't know she did. The song has a vibe, and it not only has a vibe, she, she, the way the way that Lila, Lila's voice is just captivating, and she has a vibe with it. Prefer, my favorite line from the song is, um, I must say, because it's about the sniffing now, my mouth gone. You're probably, that is like, yeah, so different. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, but it's also so different from what a woman would say in reggae. Spliff, mm-hmm. mouth gone. You know, that just give me a little, little vibe. Like, queen who say a woman can't have a spliff in her mouth. And that's what she's about. And, you know, it don't, it don't, it, it's not supposed to be read in a way where it's it's a negative thing, you know. That's that's her, that's Leela, that's her vibe and thing. Somebody love that. My love says she actually, you know, put that out there. It's that's her in her music, and Leela never really make, you know, probably what other people feel or whatever she feel. It, it always shows. It always yeah. tries 
in her music that this is her. So it was vibes. I'm going to tell you to make coke too. She deal with it, man. She deal with it. Deal yeah. With it. She's a beautiful Everybody, performer. She's everybody, a yeah. A very energetic, like, yeah. you can't lose with Leela perform. You can't lose, like, even if you never feel the vibes, when Leela touch stage, you're going to feel the vibes. You're yep. going to feel the vibes. The experience, yeah. you know? <laughs> the, right, right. That's something Agent Sasko would do. <laughs> with the play on words, he would do that. So, look yep. like, off <laughs> but yeah right. she's a very she's a she's an excellent performer well, thank you so much for sharing about these different um um songs that have been released um we're just gonna jump into one of the closing segments of actors after dark now which is known as the actors confessional <laughs> confessionals you will share two things that you're probably or you are you are still embarrassed about or ashamed of that happened to you backstage or on stage as an actress yes or no <laughs> okay what 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 am i embarrassed about Ooh, why can't i remember anything my brain is blank <laughs> Oh no. Well then I'm blank. Help me out. Yeah, do I did money bags. <laughs> I mean, even when you're on a shoot, let's even put it there. Oh as shoot a as well. Yeah, man, you can add those as well. Um <laughs> um, I think I think probably probably <laughs> Probably my parts falling out of my clothes <laughs> in 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 front of people. Yes, but I always play those things off, so I will be embarrassed to death. And them tell me, I'm like, oh, cool, man, yeah, man. Thanks for tell me. But I'm embarrassed to death. But my 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 boob, one of one of my boob fell out. I remember that specifically during a shoot. Yeah, mm. that was that was embarrassing. Um. What Confession else? received. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't use the don't use that part in in the the actual episode. Just cut. <laughs> but end <laughs> scene. Um, what what kind of um on stage for? Oh yes, on stage for two things for. Us, Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer Night's Dream. I there was a scene where a snake. I was dreaming that a snake was in my bosom, and um, during me um flashing off the snake, I kicked off my shoes, and it went way up um down stage. Right, <laughs> was not supposed to happen. And when I get up from there, I'm supposed to run to stage what I right or left, one of them. So it would when I, I finished um saying my lines, I had to go go down stage when we never supposed to go none to I said it kind of look odd of why I'm going down stage. So I tried to play it off as in because I'm supposed to look for Lysander and then go off stage. So I I just went. And and that was a nice. It was recording too, you know. I think because 
because I remember watching that over and watching myself just going for the shoes and everybody all looked at me like, them know that never supposed to happen. Know <laughs> that them heart that never supposed to happen. But me trying, you know, and after, because me have to put on the shoes too. So like, I, <laughs> the shoes kind of weird, it's hard for kind of sliding. So you kind of have to put your finger down in the back. Oh my. It was, it was, and then it, I was supposed to be off stage long time. And I said, watch that, watch that. something I'm can bother with, you know. Like it was, it was, it was awkward. It was wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> the shoes fly away up. Luckily, it never fly and hit nobody in the audience. That now, that would have would have been way more embarrassing. <laughs> the other thing I remember is in Belly Woman Bangarang, I seen it tall. <laughs> That very scene at Paul. <laughs> I remember one night. Paul, Manuela in there, come out. And I'm going, 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 I'm me, I want it to know. May I say, you did not just spit on the lady. You did just spit on <laughs> oh, that lady. Oh, no. <laughs> Feels like you see, I want to come up. Will you come off stage after that? I want to come off stage and come on back. Me, me know what? I don't want to look into the lady's face. <laughs> I I'm just avoid the lady completely. So the whole rest of the show, I'm going to look over there. So because I know me spit on her. I know she know me spit on her. Lady, if you're ever um listening to this, I apologize for spitting on you. It's not intentional, and I, I I actually do not like spitting on people. Like that's the most embarrassing thing when I'm talking to somebody and them say, "Boy, generally spit on me." I feel it, you know. <laughs> feel it. I feel it. If I couldn't just pause and say, "Hold on, to everybody," my pause go right for a minute. Sorry, miss. Sorry, I'm. Sorry. <laughs> I said, "Pal, yeah," and continue. I would because me did feel so bad. Spit on the lady. Yes, oh that's, um, that's Maybe that. Maybe you can say it was Gloria who, who spat on her and not you. Yes, not me. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> All right. Confessions received. Thank you so much, <laughs> Janelle. Now we have another segment that we go into that I normally give actors an opportunity to share. It's called Steam Off Your Chest. So if you have anything that you'd like to share, anything that is burning, an issue that is burning about things, mm-hmm. or something in the society that you want to correct or you're looking forward to correcting, you can talk about it right here inside Actors After That. Wow. I, I would say I have so much to say. I'm always a person that has a lot to say in my mind, my head. But I, I just, I'll just begin talking and see where it leads to, right? That's right. Um, <laughs> Burning, I'd say the lack of value for human life. Now people get killed and murdered over the over minuscule things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's life, nothing that we can give, but we find we take it away so much. Yep. You know? And I think it's a lack of love for each other in this society. Um, it's it's nothing when it's not, when we're not directly involved or somebody that we love is directly involved. So if it's not your mother, your father, your sister, uncle, and it's not you, it don't affect you fully. And that shouldn't be so because, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a religious person, but I would say I'm a spiritual person. 
Um, and the Bible says, we should love thy neighbors as thyself. The same love we have for yourself are the same love you give to others. And when you don't like for yourself, don't do it to people. Yeah. Simple that. And I think that's a simple principle, but it is big, it's heavy. And so I think that's what's burning, the lack of love, lack of for each other. We're not, we're not business with each other no more. And I think that's what this society has come to and why we have so much so much killing, murder, thievery, rape, sexual, oh geez, yes, burning issue. Sexual harassment on the road, it needs to stop. If yeah, you're specifically against women. If you're a man and you're listening to this, you make us feel very uncomfortable. I know females that cry when them come off the road because of how of how heavy it is for them overwhelming it is for you for you to be on the road and you can't walk in peace and the things you say not that you can't call to a woman not that you can't say hi and and you know put in your one two three words but if you realize that a woman is just not into it and they say you know um you know just i'm not into it leave them alone yeah. oh God, leave them alone and i always say to people on the road especially men that. <laughs> that wants to comment on your private parts is my closer. Me want to wear it, that does not give you the right to comment on it. And just remember that you might have a daughter and your son might have a daughter, your daughter might have a daughter and men will do the same thing. And when I say that to men on the road that comment on my private parts, I'm always want to rush me, but at the truth, Mr. Sir, you don't have a daughter. How would you feel if somebody on the road is either them daughter wouldn't wear that or is on that? But it doesn't matter. I'm somebody's daughter. Yep. And I'm supposed to be able to wear what I want. Freedom of expression. That's right. Right? That does not give you the right to disrespect me and harass me, sir. So that's a big issue. I don't know when it will stop because I really feel like I can't wear my clothes in peace. You know, the other day I taped up a part of me just because I didn't want my, you know, a part of me to show. I don't know if you get what I mean. Yes, I do. And the tape. Now, I've never worn tape before, but because I know all the man them say, I say, you know what? Let me tape it up. And I had an allergic reaction to the tape right now. My chest is recovering from um these, uh, these I think That's... these, they were boils. Wow. I mean, so I had to be rubbing stuff on it for the dark marks to come out. And it's mm -hmm. because I knew that probably a man would see me and comment on it. That yeah. is not the be. So that is another thing. Um, Hypocrisy. Friends and hypocrisy. The big thing will happen with spice. A lot of people say we shouldn't use spicy situation to judge ours, but you learn from other people, don't? Yeah, we do. Definitely learn from other people, and maybe you are blessed with friends that are not like that. But um, I'm seeing a lot of friendships that are are not real fragile. As soon as no thing happened, them bust up on social media with it. And I think I would just like to say that the same safe place that you were when you were friends is a safe safe is the same safe place you should be when you don't speak. Those secrets shouldn't be they shouldn't come out. You know, right. what happened all of a sudden, you know, you have a disagreement or whatever, that doesn't mean that 
you know, you, and especially on social media, where it come from for all of a sudden, everything will go on for one part social media. You know, you know, it's part of person live go over there go talk. Cuss it out. It's despicable seeing it on social media, seeing friends, family, um, relationships, lessen each other. And it's, 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 it's disgusting. So, that, those are the things I think, yeah. All that, right. Mm-hmm. Lovely steam after the chest. Release it. And yeah, double standards as well. Double standards. Hey, 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 hey. Now we'll talk about that one day. Hey, hey. Yes. Uh-huh. Gender uh-huh. uh-huh. roles. See, things after our chest, but we're just going to leave it there, so, right? Yeah, we're just going to leave it there, so then now, because mm-hmm. we have much more time, uh, you know, to talk about this when you get that here inside uh, after, after Dark. Now, Janelle, thank you so after much. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> she even knows way, the theme. <laughs> yeah. I, I, by the way, I love it all day, and I love it. Um, these are the things that I love. You know, awesome. I love the interview life, the media, entertainment. This is this is a beautiful thing that you're doing, especially for us creatives, especially for us actor, actors and actresses. Yeah, because there's not a lot of platforms that really, um, that really do stuff like this for our genre of um, performance. Yes. For our farm, yes. So it's a very good initiative. I love it, and the the theme song, the effort that's put into it, the casting, <laughs> professional stuff. While they know me, now while they know me, on Instagram, we talk to each other every day on Instagram. I'm say email. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you so so friend. I love it. I love it. So continue to do the work that you're doing for us as creatives. It is seen. It is appreciated. And as Chronic say, if one person remember your name all day, and that means you made a change. I probably I'm the one person because I definitely, I definitely pre I like yo, he's doing good. I love it. So big up you. I'm proud of you as well. Thank you so much, darling. Big up yourself. <laughs> big up your uh-huh. beautiful, bold and effervescent self i love you girl i love you, you <laughs> love you too wally yes i do i'm a camera ready for you go enter the miss jamaica pageant but i just saw I, whenever we get there we get there all right may i really need to talk about something because i have something in mind then I have all right <laughs> all right we depend on the right track we depend on the right track i love it i love, mm-hmm. it. I love it so off here we'll talk about that but thank yes. you so much for um, joining me inside Actors After Dark. Are there any questions you have for me? Please, <laughs> No, I don't have any questions. That's what I need to say about, you know, me being proud. I just want to also say thank you for having me. I am honored to share a space with uh, talents like yourself. And, you know, just to know that you thought of me or considered me is, is very big for me. I don't know about else, but big for me. So, best up yourself. Big up yourself. True. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And is there anything that you'd like to plug? 
um, probably my friend's show, Intoxicated, Jamaica's first beach show, you know, they're dropping their first episode on Saturday. Um, I also think that's a great initiative. They can find them at Intoxicated TV on Instagram. Um, you can also go listen to my fave albums right now and EPs. That's from Lila 7 Protege, Indignation. And I want to big up um, Belle, Jaden, my mother, um, big up, big up, big up. We have overcome that's Mona Latoya and Yan Yan. That's right, that's right. Yes, we did overcome. Who else? Big up, Walden, for having me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think awesome thank you so much janelle for joining us in actors after dark we are at our last episode for season one can you believe it guys so guess what we'll be resuming next year in 2021 thank you so much guys for joining us inside of actors after dark and supporting us continually we are absolutely grateful now continue to follow us on social media and also to check out our other episodes Remember, make your world smile. I'm your boy Walden. See you later. Thank you for joining us inside the Actors After Dark, a safe space created for the actors by the actors. Join us next time when we will enter the life of another actor inside the After Dark. Until then, remember, make your world smile. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Actors After Dark.